Please remain, remain standing as we read our two scripture readings this morning. The first scripture reading comes from the book of Job, from the Old Testament. The book of Job, verse 19. Job 19, verse 25 to 27. These words would uh, show you that Job indeed believed in resurrection. The physical resurrection of believers. Job 19, 25 to 27. For I know that my Redeemer lives. And at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for, my, for myself. And my eyes, my eyes shall behold, and not another, my heart faints within me. Turn to the Gospel of Mark. Chapter 16, as we continue making our way through the Gospel of Mark, this morning we find ourselves on uh, chapter 16, the end of the chapter in the Gospel of Mark, verse 1 to 8. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us? from the entrance of the tomb. And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed, you seek Jesus of Nazareth. Who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But God tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Let's pray. Our gracious and heavenly Father, this morning as we sit under the preaching of your word, we pray, O oh Lord, that you would grant us your Holy Spirit so that each and every one of us, as we hear your word, would see the risen Lord 
by faith. That we would embrace him, we would enjoy him and cherish him as the one, not only one who died for us, but the one who raised it up from the dead for our justification. Help us to understand the value, the greatness, and the excellence of the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, and what it means for us as believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. My friends, among all the religions in the world, the only religion that uh, gives to the people the hope of physical resurrection after death is the Christian religion. Islam doesn't make such a promise to anyone. Islam doesn't promise life after the grave, life after death. Hinduism doesn't guarantee physical resurrection beyond the grave. Buddhism never promises anyone eternal life, everlasting life after death. Only Christianity declares that we who believe in Jesus Christ are promised to be raised from the dead physically into a resurrection form in which we will live forever. You will find that good news, Evangelion, only in the Christian religion. But I also want you to ask this morning, on what ground? On what base? Does Christianity declares to anyone who believes in Jesus Christ an everlasting life beyond death? On the ground of Christ's resurrection from the dead. Christ's resurrection from the grave. As most of you know, in the Gospel of Mark, We have been talking about Jesus' death on the cross, his crucifixion. We're talking about his burial and what his burial meant for us. What it means for a Christian life. The fact that Jesus died, crucified, and he was also buried. And now Mark brings us to the the account of Christ's resurrection. I want you all to take you know, good notice of what Mark is doing. Crucifixion, burial, and now resurrection. Which is the greatest event in all of human history. Resurrection is the high point, the climax of the work and the life of Jesus Christ. It is the foundation of Our salvation, our eternal life. It is the climax of the life and the work of Jesus Christ. The cornerstone of the gospel promise. And the source of eternal life for us who believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
Do you know, without resurrection, the cross would mean nothing. Do you know that? Do you know, without, without resurrection, the teachings of Jesus Christ mean nothing. Without the physical resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, there would, there would be no salvation. Listen to Paul in 1 Corinthians 15. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. I have met and I have talked to men who claim to be pastors and they stand in, in, in the pulpit of churches from Sunday to Sunday and they preach the gospel, they preach the word of God, but they don't believe in Christ's resurrection. Their preaching means nothing. Our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. We are even found to be mis misrepresenting God because we testified about God that He raised Christ whom He did not raise if it is true that the dead are not raised. Now listen to this. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, useless, and you are still in your sins. Do you see how the cross and the burial of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus Christ are woven together? Do you see that? Do you see how they come, how they come together his, his crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection, and they make up the gospel. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-6, For I delivered to you, Paul said, as of first importance, what I also received, that Christ died for our sins, that is death, in accordance with the scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scripture. You see, you see the three great events in Christ's life and work, his crucifixion, his burial, his resurrection, they, they, you see them standing together and make up the gospel. But you also see the priority of resurrection. It is because of Christ's resurrection that we are here in Christ's church this morning, worshiping who? Not the dead Savior, but the risen Lord. It is because of Christ's resurrection that the church doesn't gather for worship on Friday, but on Sunday, the first day of the week, the resurrection Sunday. And all that Mark is doing in our text this morning is showing us that Jesus our Lord told his disciples, his followers, that he was going to die, buried, and rise up on the third day. So what Mark is doing this morning in our text is he's showing us that that's exactly what happened. He predicted that he will die and rise up on the third day, and he indeed rose on the third day. And Mark presents to us witnesses of Christ's resurrection. 
the historical witness, the empty tomb. The heavenly proclamation, the angel proclaiming Christ's resurrection to the women. And then the personal testimony of the women going to the disciples and telling them about Christ's resurrection. But we received three important lessons this morning. The first one is true affection for Jesus. And the second one is the angel's proclamation of Christ's resurrection. And then thirdly, we learn the angel's commission to the woman. So I want us to start with the true affection for Jesus. Verse 1 and 2. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome bought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. When the Sabbath was passed. What Sabbath? The Jewish Sabbath. And it was what? Saturday. And I want you all to take notice here. For the Jews, the Sabbath, Saturday, ends at sundown, 6 p.m. That's how they marked their day. So now we are 12 hours into the day after the Sabbath, the first day of the week, Sunday. Luke, in Luke 24, 1, tells us, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. Now notice carefully, something remarkable, something remarkable is taking place here. Something glorious. Even in John 21, John tells us now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. Now you see, notice what's happening here. A very uh, dramatic change is taking place on how God's people will view their days. How is that? The most important day for God's people up to this weekend has been Saturday, the Jews' Sabbath. Now, since this day, the Resurrection Sunday, no Sabbath, Jewish Sabbath, was necessary or required. From this weekend onward, the most important day will be the day of the Lord, the first day of the week on which the church began to gather for worship. Acts 27, on the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread. The first day of the week. 1 Corinthians 16, 2. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper so that there will be no collecting when I come on the first day of the week. 
the resurrection Sunday. But also John in Revelation 1.10, he calls this day, not just the first day of the week, but the Lord's day. Listen to John. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. People always ask me, why do you call Sunday the Lord's day? Because the scripture calls it the Lord's day. It is not our day. It's the Lord's day for the glory of God, for the good of our souls. On this day, we enter into God's altar and worship our God. We enter into the fellowship of the saints together, hand in hand, worshiping our God, encouraging one another, stirring up one another to good work, but most importantly, to worship. The worship of the true and the living God. You see, it was on this day that this woman came to the tomb at dawn. Think about that. They were women, and they came to the tomb when it was very dark. They can easily be exposed to all kinds of dangers. But they took risk. Why? Because they loved Jesus. This woman had true affection for Jesus Christ. No matter what happens on the road, no matter what they confront at the tomb, they, they made a decision to go to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark. Not only that, they went to the tomb at dark to honor the body of who? The one who was condemned to death. The one uh, that their nation despised. Do you see the risk that they were taking? The risk from the Sanhedrin. The risk from the Romans. From the soldiers. In, song, in the Song of Solomon, chapter 8, 6 and 7. The scripture says, For love is strong as death. It flashes as flashes of fire. The very flame of the Lord. You see, they had this kind of love. They were ready to die for Jesus. No matter what happens to them. They, they just wanted to honor Jesus' body. Why? What happened to them? They, they tested His love. They tested His mercy. The hope that He brought to them, the light that He gave them, the light of the knowledge of God. They loved Jesus with no reservation. In Luke 7, 47, the scripture says, But he who is forgiven little, loves little. This woman understood what forgiveness of sin means. This woman understood how much they have been forgiven. And now look how much they were loving Jesus. To the extent of going to the tomb. 
a dark, a dawn. How is your love for Jesus this morning? How much do you love him? How much do you sacrifice for him? Even to, to wake up in the morning every Sunday and come to church. Do you do that because you love him? Or you do that for the sake of attendance? Or if I don't go, then Pastor Zaki, you know, definitely will give me a call on Monday. No, no, I will go because I love Jesus. I will go because I want to worship Jesus. I want to express my love for Jesus. To show my affection for Jesus. That's why they came to the tomb. But they also asked a very practical question. They were on their way to the tomb and they asked this question. Who will roll away the stone for us? You see, their love was very strong. But their faith was feeble. It was weak. They had faith in Christ. But their faith was weak because of what happened. Because of what transpired in the life of Christ. In Matthew 27, we, we see that the Romans sealed the tomb. They went to Pilate, the Sanhedrin, and they told him, this, this deceiver, this Jesus, he said he will rise up on the third day. So we, we, we need to make sure that the, the tomb is sealed. So he gave them Roman soldiers. They sealed the tomb. What this woman didn't know was what happened in Matthew 28, 2. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, and the Lord's angel came down from heaven. He rolled the stone away, and he sat on it. Praise the Lord. The angel of the Lord came down from heaven. He rolled away the stone, and he sat on it, not to let Jesus come out, but to let the woman come in. They didn't know this. So they asked, who will roll away the stone for us? As I told you, their faith, their faith was feeble. You see that in two ways. First, they were concerned about something that should not be a great concern if someone really believes in God's power. God's power over death. God's power over that stone. If you really believe in the power of God, rolling a stone away should not be a concern for you. You see, that's why we need God to strengthen our faith. That's why you see the man, the father of the child, pray to Jesus, Lord, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. My faith is not strong. Their faith was not strong. We see the weakness of their faith in them not believing in Christ's resurrection. You see, these women, they love Jesus, but they came to the tomb looking for Jesus' corpse. Looking for a dead Savior. They never believed in Christ's resurrection. 
Not only this woman, even his disciples. He has been telling them that I will die, I will be buried, but then on the third day I will rise up from the dead. They didn't believe in Christ's resurrection. How many of you, beloved, live your Christian life believing and thinking only about Christ who died for you? And in your mind, he is still in the grave. You believe that your sins has been forgiven, but you are not yet justified. Think about that. Because the Bible says in Romans 4.25, He was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So if, if you remain in the grave, if you still think, oh, he's in the grave. He died for me. He, he's still in the grave. You don't understand justification. You don't understand why he raised it up from the dead. He raised it up from the dead for our justification. For you and I to be declared righteous in the sight of God. To be accepted before the Father who is holy. He was raised up from the dead so that you and I would receive his righteousness as a gift. Receive it by faith and rest his righteousness. And be called sons and daughters of God. So beloved, you need his death. You need his burial. But you also need his resurrection. Without his resurrection, without believing in, in the risen Lord, then you don't have complete understanding of what the gospel is all about. And you are not justified. And that brings us to the angel's proclamation. Verse 5 and, and 6. And enter in the tomb... They saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek, you, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. They saw an angel in the tomb, dressed in a white robe. And they were terrified. They were afraid. Who would blame them? They saw an angel. They saw a heavenly being, an angel, sitting in the tomb where Jesus was laid. They saw something that they didn't expect. Beloved, there are times in our Christian life that we, we worry about a, a certain thing. Without knowing that it's already resolved. You see, they said, who would roll away the stone for us? It was resolved. The stone was removed. And now they saw an angel and they were terrified. They were afraid. And the angel had to tell them, do not be afraid. I'm, good he I'm here for good. I'm here to, to declare this glorious news to you women. I know what is going on 
what you are expecting, a dead Savior. No, He is risen. In Mark, you seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. In Luke 24, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, but has risen. You see, the angel was telling them, remember what he told you. You see, you know, pack up everything, you know, and, and, and go back and remember what, what he told you. He already told you that he was going to die, but he was not going to remain in the grave. He was going to raise up from the dead. So remember, reason in the light of faith. Don't doubt. What he told you has happened. What he told you has been fulfilled. His reason, it was predicted and now is fulfilled. Beloved, do you remember what Isaiah tells us in Isaiah 25, 8? This is way, way, way you know, back before even Jesus took human flesh. Isaiah 25, 8. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. Isaiah, Isaiah's prophecy was... God will swallow up death forever. And he will wipe away all tears from all faces. You know, those of us who, who lost, you know, people whom we love, family members, our only hope is this. There is no other hope for us. That gives us strength every day that God will swallow up death and he will wipe away all tears from all faces. How? Well, this was fulfilled in 1 Corinthians 15, 54 when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality then shall come to pass the saying that is written. Des is swallowed up in victory. Oh, Des, where is your victory? Oh, Des, where is your sting? The sting of Des is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, through His resurrection. Through His resurrection. Job knew that. Job understood that. Job believed in, in that when he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my flesh has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. That was Job. Before even Christ was crucified, buried, and raised up from the dead, Job believed in Physical resurrection of believers. Why do you think Abraham, when God commanded him to sacrifice his own son Isaac, Abraham was willing to kill his son? Why? Why would he do that? Well, Hebrews 11.19 tells us this. Abraham reasoned that God could raise people even from the dead. So Abraham reasoned with himself, I'll go ahead and kill my son because I believe 
God will raise him up from the dead. I believe in God's power of resurrection. Because Jesus was raised up from the dead, my son will raise up from the dead. Then comes, beloved, the angel's commission. The angel told the woman, do not be afraid. And I want you to know this is a proclamation from heaven. This is a heavenly revelation. I want to tell you that Christ is not here. He was here for three days, the angel was telling them. He was here for three days as it was predicted. But then on the third day, he raised it up. Look, look around. Look where they, lay, where they laid him. He's not here. He's raised it up. But this is I want, what I want you to do, the angel told them. Listen, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. But go. The commission now comes. But go. Tell his disciples. And Peter. Peter got a special mention here. Why? Because he needed encouragement. He denied Jesus three times. So the angel who came from heaven mentioned Peter's name. Because God knew that Peter, his disciple, needed encouragement. So go tell the disciples. That believers throughout the world serve, worship, and believe not in a dead Savior, but in the risen Lord. I want you women to go and tell. Now, many people make this mistake when they read, when they went out and fled from the tomb for trembling and astonishment had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Some people, they say they disobeyed the angel. They didn't disobey the angel. And I will show you why. In Matthew 28, Matthew shows us that they indeed obey the angel. Listen to what Matthew tells us, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here, for he has risen. As he said, come, see the place where he is lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he's coming before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. So, listen to this. They departed quickly from the tomb with fear. They, they couldn't grasp everything that they saw, everything that they heard, with fear and great joy. Fear and great joy. And ran to his disciples, and behold, Jesus met them and said greetings, and they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. This woman went to the disciples, and they told them, that Jesus was indeed raised up from the dead. Now let me bring, bring this home. What about us? What about us? We haven't been at the tomb. We haven't met Jesus in person. What do we have? What good news do we have? 
to tell anyone that Jesus is the risen Lord. Well, listen to Peter in 1 Peter 1, 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. Living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have this. We have this hope. Living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You and I, those who believe in Christ, we have been born again to a living hope because of Christ's resurrection. So we are commissioned to go, to go to all people and tell them that Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen. Jesus can transfer their life from death to life, eternal life. Because you see the same apostle, Peter, in 1 Peter 3.15, he exhorts us to do this. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. But go to all people. With gentleness and respect. But firmly tell them what you believe about Jesus. He died. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose up from the dead. Beloved, let me ask you this. Whom do you have in you? Christ in the grave? Or Christ who defeated death and hell? Christ the risen Lord. Whom do you have in your heart? Are you honoring him? By telling others, others about him. You see this per personal testimony from this woman. It's amazing. They loved him more. They loved him much. And he gave them the privilege to become witnesses of his resurrection. First personal witnesses of Christ's resurrection was this woman. Them being at the tomb early in the morning when it was dark, paid off. Jesus met them. They bowed down and worshipped him and Jesus made them his first witnesses. Tell everyone that I am the risen Lord. How is your love for him? Are you telling others about him. This morning, Jesus Christ, your Redeemer, your Savior, the living Word, is calling each and every one of you for a personal testimony of his resurrection. Go, go, and tell those who doesn't believe in the risen Lord that he is indeed the Lord of life and death. Praise be to his name. Let's pray.
<clears throat> Our gracious and heavenly Father, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, who was buried for our sake, and who was raised up from the dead for our justification. And now we ask you to grant us your Holy Spirit to each and every one of us so that all of us would become witnesses of the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. In his name we pray. Amen.